Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss The Lost World, a silent movie from 1925. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So, <laughs> The Lost World is an adventurous dinosaur movie. and it, it's, The setup is basically this, that a ragtag team of explorers set out to sort of uh, figure out if a claim that Professor Challenger uh, of, of dinosaur studies, I don't actually <laughs> recall what his, uh, let's call him a paleontologist, it'll be fine, uh, a, a claim that he set out to sort of um, stand by, and that is that there are living dinosaurs on a plateau in the Amazons because he's, uh, he's uh, had the documentation from a, a different person going about that and, and he sort of wants to uh, prove that dinosaurs exist uh, even though he is laughed at by the uh, established science science people <laughs> they really don't believe him uh, they sort of laugh him in his face and mock him so he says well uh, if uh, there are a bunch of uh, people who are adventurous enough to follow me uh, I will prove this to you and someone might document it and we can come back with proof. So um, the people who go about this adventure, would you care to sort of uh, roughly introduce us to them maybe? Sure. Um, so, well, first of all, of course, we have Professor Challenging, Challenger himself. Ch challenging. <laughs> challenging. He is challenging uh, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> he's this eccentric scientist guy um sort of large you know he has a large frame but also a large personality mm -hmm. and sort of takes up a lot of space just based For on sure. who he is yeah um and then there's also uh lord john roxton who's like mm -hmm. a famous adventurer and he's sort of like yeah this sounds fun i'm gonna uh, tag along with this and see what happens um and then there is also edward malone who is this young guy <clears throat> He's in love with a girl, and the girl says, "Oh, I can't marry you. You're such a... Uh, I don't remember what phrase phrase she's using, but but sort of like, not coward exactly, but she's just like, I want yeah. a man who's been on an adventure, and he's just yeah. like, oh well, Professor Challenger is asking for adventurers, so let's tag along with that. So he mm. does too. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a gonna... vain reason to go on yes. something like that. But yeah, that's why he goes." I'm, I imagine we're going to talk more about that later yes. because... <laughs> we'll get into it for sure. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's also uh, Paula White. Uh, she, uh, or rather her father, got lost on a previous expedition. Uh, but she has like some s surviving uh, sketches and drawings from that expedition. So she... Mm. Uh, 
tags along because she wants to find her father and also because, she, you know, she does have, like, the only documentation of yes. uh, said dinosaurs. So exactly. Important yeah. Just to chime in there, yeah, her father is the one who found the plateau first and that's that's how Professor Challenger uh, got wind of, of, of the whole thing, basically. Mm. So she's very important uh, in that regard to the plot, I, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the that's the dream team. Uh, they also have two, or there may have been more, but there were two at least that got the most screen time. Two uh, two helpers. I don't like, know exactly how you would call them, but they were sort yeah. of like the slapstick. <coughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with, with blackface. Let's just get that out of the way immediately. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Bit jarring yeah. to modernize, but. Uh, Mm. Uh, twas the times twas the times mm. yeah but uh, so you know general thoughts then what's your um, okay so overall impressions um, it's really interesting to watch this film having seen Ghost of Slumber Mountain which we talked about early on the podcast mm-hmm. because historically if you sort of want to I don't know make a timeline of dinosaur films these two are sort of spanning from each other um and it was really interesting to to uh, continue that timeline and, and, and putting both ghost of slumber mountain and the lost world into a sort of context yeah with each other uh really really nice exploring that yeah so definitely the historical context does make this movie uh, a bit more interesting than it might have otherwise been and that's sort of where I'm going next I think because the story is um it's kind of basic actually it's it's a it's a basic fun adventure um setting where uh, a, a group of people go out to discover something and then they sort of have to make their way out of a dangerous situation because they are not in control of the environment that they're in. These very modern people uh, with the science and everything behind them, they end up in a place where they don't belong and they need to get out and use their wits in doing so. Um, but they also try to sort of bring a little bit of something from that world uh, to the modern world. Uh, and it doesn't work mm. but so so the, so the story is actually rather simple but the movie is very long and uh how do i put it it, it i feel like with an adventure movie you really have to sell the the scenes and sell the setting and sell the sort of the special effects sort of make the audience buy um, by the wondrous elements of the story. Mm-hmm. And I really, there is something very uh, alluring, if that might be the right word, with sort of dinosaurs and something that is so old, even though it's not technically old, but you know what I mean, like something yeah, that is yeah. a sort of a remnant from a very different kind of earth. Mm-hmm. It's, I've always find found that intriguing. So for me, it's... It's a fun way to to play with these ideas, but it might also be a little bit thin. I think there are room for more questioning of like what's our 
what's our relationship to nature maybe or or like you know more emphasis on the modern person going to the lost world maybe there were more emphasis on that and my modern eyes just couldn't really make it out but I feel like it's kind of been uh, it's been dealt with differently this exact I mean the lost world as as it's, it's based on Arthur Arthur <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle, right? Arthur Conan yes, Doyle, yes. yeah, on his uh, on his book, and uh, it's been done a bit differently. But a TV series. Sorry, I'm going. I'm, I'm going a bit long now. So please stop me, Linnea, if if you find yourself no, drooling and snoring <laughs> here. But I was watching. I mean, it's a kind of a shitty television series, but I believe it's like also called The Lost World or something, mm-hmm. and it's from like maybe '01 or something. And you kind of run into the same issue with really exoticism and um, just there is something that's just just a bit thin with the plots. I don't know if you'd agree with me, but that's kind of where I end up with these Lost Worlds. Even though that I really like the idea and everything, but it really depends on on the direction that you go with, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I see where you're coming from here, you know, because... The story of humans going out into nature, discovering something weird and strange and dangerous in nature and trying to conquer that, it's, you know, the premise itself is good, but yeah. you, you, there's, how should I put it? It's just on its own, it's a rather small story, like time-wise hmm. uh, if you understand what i'm yeah what yeah I'm yeah definitely say. yeah yeah you so need to you pad need that to... shit out it's what, yeah, you, exactly. it's what we're getting at and yeah I, <laughs> and i think this movie the lost world from 1925 is padding it out with like the relationships between the different characters oh my god you read how... my mind yeah the romance yes. yeah mm. yes and that part just isn't interesting. I think the yes. adventure part oh, in it. this f- yes, you nailed <laughs> yeah. it. Thank you. The adv- the adventure parts in this film are fine. You know they're exciting and they, for the most part, looks really good mm. uh, for a movie from twenty five. Absolutely. But the relation the relationships parts are just boring <laughs> you know i'm not yeah. really that invested in these characters no and i'm just sitting there like well get to the fucking dinosaur i want to see my dinosaur <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's what this movie promised me dinosaurs so get to the dinosaur <laughs> yes <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah so you know but i i don't know if i'm really to fault the movie entirely or if i'm to fault the source material because i me, tried me yeah because i tried to last year tried to read uh the lost world and mm, it was just mm. uh i don't know <laughs> it was just very wordy and they were talking mm-hmm. a lot and it just it just just didn't click with me to be honest so mm. I got stuck really early on in that book. Um, and it's not the sort of story that you can skim because they talk a lot and suddenly they've made a deal and you, if, you've, if you didn't pay attention, then you missed it. At least that's my, uh, that my experience was mm-hmm. reading it on a mobile phone. I think, it, I think it, that can sort of alter how you read something as well. But, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. But um, so... I think maybe it would... I haven't I haven't read this in any form yeah. but I think maybe it would be easier as an audiobook 
you know, if, if you yeah. sort of play up this sort of old style, yeah. vintage kind of feeling about it. So definitely, you know, yeah, good, good point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if if I were to try it again, I, I I'm gonna go that route because mm. it's still fun because we've had like Jurassic Park, which is in very heavily in inspired by the lost world of course i believe it's called yeah. like the lost world jurassic park and and that's based on a book by michael Crichton, i believe mm, yep. who we the other week talked about um a, a, a film it if if på engelska good yeah that we watched and talked about the movie adaptation by that book so it, it would be fun just for the sake of it to read it at one point but, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But same. you know, too too many books, too little time. Exactly. Need five, <laughs> five li- lifetimes for every hobby and everything you want to do. So it's just yeah. it's yeah. just human life is that way. <laughs> but um, so if we're not that Im- inspired by the the story, the the special effects, then what do you think about that? Anything you want to highlight? Um. I think once again I'm gonna get back to Ghost of Slumber Mountain because it's mm-hmm. the same, um, or I think anyway, it was the same effects guy who worked on both films and who also worked on King Kong a few years later. Mm. Uh, I I haven't seen that version of King Kong, but mm. I think you have, so maybe yes. you can talk about that. Um, but once again, it's interesting to you know put it in context. You know this comes from Ghost of Slumber Mountain and it evolves into King Kong mm. and you're so, you're sort of putting it on a timeline and later down you will have like Godzilla and cued mm. winged serpent which we talked yes. about also <laughs> uh, and Jurassic Park etc mm. so you know putting it neatly into that context is really really nice yeah um and I do like the dinosaur effects in the lost world like the stop motion effects and mm. and I do think stop motions for for dinosaurs usually is the better alternative we mm. we sort of touched upon this when we were talking about 1 million bc uh where they had mm. live action special <laughs> effects and you know there was some uh, awkwardness about that <laughs> uh, so you know i do appreciate the stop motion effects in the lost world um but there are a few instances where the dinosaurs feels a little bit like toy like you know you can kind of tell you know these are just small miniatures you know yeah yeah <laughs> um so they don't they don't succeed perfectly all the time in the film but i think overall it's a good impression uh, when it comes to the special effects yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there um i i think there's something missing maybe with the scale because mm-hmm. you don't maybe sometimes but you don't generally get a sense of how large the animals are uh, I think there were some points where they walked past a dinosaur and it was clearly very large and and intimidating but that might just be if, because of the way that they handled the camera basically I think that's mm. it so they don't quite seem as intimidating that they could have if you were just sort of you know angled the camera a bit but that yeah. wasn't really a thing in that way in that era I guess so that is again my modern eyes but uh, yeah I can just ditto everything you said because 
that's basically my my thoughts as well um you know you you do really appreciate like you said the context of where you put this and uh, you mentioned king kong there and king kong is fabulous to begin with <laughs> loved it so much please listen if you haven't watched that and you you feel like hmm do i want to watch lost world or king kong <laughs> t- tonight <laughs> go with king kong and then you know you can put on lost world some other time that's what that would be my if i were gun against my head choose between these two mm-hmm. uh, because that's that those stop motions are terrific i think like mm-hmm. a, like a fight scene with the dinosaur and, and King Kong is amazing, and King Kong in general with just a lot of facial expression and emotion coming through, and and you d- there you do really get a sense of scale, at least in my opinion, uh, in a, in a much different way. But there are, I mean, it's not that many years in in um, between them, which really makes me appreciate just how much people were working hard to push the boundary of what you can do with cinema Mm -hmm. every year they made so much progress it's it it's incredible and watching these kinds of movies like the lost world it really makes you appreciate that just how incredibly talented and imaginative people were working with and just creative and innovative yeah Yeah. Um, innovative especially when it comes to the special the the the, the practical special effects you know just and camera uh, work inventiveness yeah yeah Yeah. so you know that's that's my biggest takeaway i think from from watching this and also just you know i i talked a little bit about this earlier on here but just also appreciating the different versions that you can make with the source material um Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been many, many versions of The Lost World. (laughs) And it is fun to see what what else can we do with this. Um, In my opinion, Jurassic Park is the best one. Uh, it's it, i mean it's a kind of like a very loose adaptation yeah but i would still yeah. consider that to be a really fun interesting interpretation of uh, dinosaurs living in our our um uh how do you say it in our time and yeah. uh, if you allow me to go for a little bit further here uh, <laughs> but th- th- I, th- I don't know if 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 there is a confirmation here and it's like old news to everyone but me but uh there is a version of the lost world from i believe like the six maybe 61 or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and you have well it must be professor challenger then but the way that he looks is basically the exact same way that the old man who owns the island in jurassic park they look, ah, yeah, with okay, outfits yeah. and everything, the ah. cane. They look exactly the same, and I just think that's a really nice, nice nod to, to, to the the ones that came before. Yeah, I'm looking up the 1960 version on Wikipedia right now. That one had a little bit of star power, actually. Oh, uh, we we should maybe add that one to the list. Oh, it for had, sure. Uh, Claude Rains as Professor Challenger. Claude, Claude Rains. Rains played um, the Visible Man in that series of films. Oh, um, I and then seen it that, had by the way, but yeah. no. We should we should yes. see that too. Uh, and then it had Michael Rennie as Lord Rockstar, and Michael Rennie played, I think, the main character in Day the Earth Stood Still. So he was also kind of a big name at the time. 
But uh, yeah, so um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like maybe the characters or... Uh, yeah, I think we need to delve into the relationships a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's spend a little bit of our time on the romance here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we talked about Malone, who was courting a girl and wanted to marry her. And she said, nah, not going to happen until you have gone on an adventure. So he goes on an adventure. Uh, and during that adventure, he falls in love with Paula White, who is also on the expedition. And they have like a romance. Um, and then Lord Roxton is also interested in Paula White. Uh, so there's like a love quadruple situation. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it takes up a lot of time, like we said. It before. takes up a lot of yeah. time, and then towards the end, you know, Paula White and and uh, Edward Malone or whatever his name was decide to split up because you know she's like, well, you know, you have already dedicated yourself to this girl at mm. home, and we were sort of really only a adventure romance kind of thing yeah Yeah. summer romance kind of thing (laughs) um so it appears like she goes to roxton instead but roxton kind of can tell that she's not really into their relationship Mm. um and then when they get back home malone figures out that his fiance has actually gotten married to someone else and you know has has pretty much just tells malone that oh well you know I was just making that up about going on an adventure. I need a guy with money, so I married this other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Malone, Malone is just like, oh, well, that's great. Then I can get with Paula White again. It's... So Paula White and Malone get together again. And Roxton is left alone. It's ridiculous. Happy, so. It's ridiculous. Poor <laughs> yes. Roxton. I mean, he's tossed around like an old dish rag. No. Like, he, do- he does not deserve that. And, and also, Malone, have a spine, please. Just, yeah. just yeah. grow a spine and, and and tell her that you don't want her, and then, I mean, it's just <sighs> poor Roxton, yeah. poor Roxton. <laughs> uh, and, so yeah, uh, I think we we didn't mention, but Malone is quite a bit younger than Roxton. Yeah, Roxton yeah. is like a bit of an older, more mature dude. Uh, so there's there's a bit of an age difference between Roxton and Paula White, but I still thought, you know, throughout the whole thing, I was like, yeah. I'm Team Roxton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> because... agree all the way. <laughs> Definitely Team Roxton. He was yeah. just he had much more of a. I mean, of course, Malone, Malone is young, but uh, Roxton just had much more of a short shorty or like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. He was more safe and aware of who he was and what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I felt like he was more there for her as well when it came to his fa- her father. Um, mm-hmm. Because he found the bones of her father, I think. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it just felt like he handled that situation well and just... Yeah. I think he handled, he handled everything well. He had, because yeah, he, fi- yeah, he right, figures yeah. out... Yeah, he figures out that Paul and Malone are sort of having feelings for each other. So he's yeah. just like... All right, you know, I like Paula too, but I guess I'll stand down because yeah. she likes Malone better. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's just, oh, he was such a nice dude. He was such, <laughs> such a lovely man. Yeah. Uh, and it and was honestly, just a shame. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm not always the one that sort of goes for the, the older guys, but I actually thought he was more handsome than Malone. Yeah, me too. You know, he has that yeah. sort of silver fox going, you know, he was. Yeah. yeah and didn't he, he have nice. like a mustache as, mustache as well? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, and he had this sort of adventure clothing as well, which just yeah, looks so yeah. good on men. Adventure yeah. clothes, 
from from that era, like the twenties, is excellent clothing <laughs> yeah. for anyone. But then it was also something about you know his his posture. He he was sort yeah. of regal yes. a little bit in, in, Very in straight. the kind of guy he was. Very yes. straight in his back yes. and just chest out and ready yeah. for any dinosaur to come along. Um, yeah, it was just. <laughs> I don't understand why Paul had chose Malone because I mean technically Malone was cheating. On his fiance when he yeah. was with Paula during the expedition. Like, come on, Paula. I, I Wrong mean, would, guy. You, would you really <laughs> like I don't feel like you could blame this on like, oh, it's the olden times and everything. Because uh. like would you really would you really be okay with like, oh, so uh now you, you can't be with your fiance because she found someone else. So now you can be with me. Like I'm like the 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 second hand choice here. He could have just told his fiance to know. I mean, would you just, yeah. would you be Paula, please? <laughs> Malone needs a spine. Paula needs more self-esteem. And Roxton needs a lovely lady in his life. Yeah. Someone a bit Poor older, Roxton. I think. He needs someone who's like a bit more secure in herself as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the romance that takes up a lot of part, a large <laughs> chunk of this movie. I mean, it's not bad, but it's definitely not great either. That's it the does issue. Feel a little bit like padding at times. Yeah, they should have just you know. Yeah, if you want to do a romance, just go for it. Just go for the romance. Go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if they skip the whole part about Malone's fiance and that thing because that was really only used as a motivation to get him on the expedition but you could have motivated that somehow else um yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and maybe even skip the, the the love triangle and just have an emerging romance happening between Malone and Paula yeah. that's kind of a traditional kind of story you know in a lot yeah. of adventure films and similar, we sort of see that kind of romance, but it's for the most part, it's fine, you know. Yeah, sometimes it, it's traditional for a reason. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's kind of always works. Sometimes here you don't want to mess with the recipe. Exactly. Yeah. And in here, it's just sort of you're going, oh, now these two are together. No, wait, now these two are together, and you're just like, <laughs> and I don't really care yeah. about all this melodrama. <laughs> I'm here for the dinosaurs. <laughs> for the dinosaurs and Professor <laughs> Challenger like punching something in the face <laughs> that's what I'm here for yeah yeah I mean because honestly the rela- the characters and the relationships they take up a lot of time in the film mm. and I feel it takes up a l- too, too much time uh, it, it's fine to have that as sort of a backdrop kind of like you know, when you get to the end of the film and there's the big climax and everything, mm-hmm. having two of the characters being in love sort of adds a little bit to that. You know, oh, well, they're actually going to have their happily ever after. Mm, for you sure. know, that's fine. That's fine. But that's sort of... That's just putting a little bit extra to the end. It's still what we're interested in, the viewers, yeah. or I, I imagine most viewers anyway, is will they survive the dinosaur invasion or whatever? Or, or will this... T-Rex or this Brontosaurus or whatever, yeah. uh, will it kill them in the end, you know? Exactly. That's, that's what we want to get to. Exactly. And then if there's a love story in there, fine. That's a little bit of an extra. The, the love story is not the focus. Yeah, just like throw, not in my opinion. throw this out there. Like, <laughs> do you 
think that maybe because because of his sort of going about this trip because his possible his possible fiance, let's say it that way. <laughs> uh, because I don't even think that they went so far as being fiancés even. No, I'm no, not even true. sure about that. Yeah, I just uh, didn't remember her name. So, yeah, yeah, you know. the the girlfriend. Um, but um, do you think that because you sort of really definitely expect him to go back to her and have some sort of resolution with her, then that sort of takes away with the feeling of, oh, is he going to make it or not? Or, or, or is anybody going to make it out alive? Because there doesn't seem to be that sort of um, danger, really, ever. Mm, no, I get and, what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. I think you've sort of set up for failure in that regard when you have the sort of fiancé I mean girlfriend story in the beginning maybe yeah because you you're setting up a plot thread yeah that you have to finish and in order to finish that plot thread you actually have has to have him survive yeah because I mean you wouldn't you you couldn't call it like like uh, tying up a plot line there with 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 his casket going back I don't I don't see how that could be a good story choice to make really so you need to have him and his sort of maybe fiance in, interact again yeah. in some way. Yeah, and her and being <laughs> impressed with that. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So mm. yeah, I mean that, that's a really good point. You know, <laughs> yeah. the tension, the tension of oh, will they survive? Would have been much better without the the fiance plotline because yeah, that that thread. That thread needs to lead to a certain ending, yeah. and that's not necessarily the best ending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, so they, they sort of lock themselves into that situation. There, yeah, I feel. yeah, unfortunately. So that's sort of like the. Well, I mean, th- this is our main issue with the movie. Let's let's wrap it up like that. The the relationships and the characters are the main. Well, not the characters maybe per se, but the relationships that mm. take up a lot of space is the main issue with this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, from that, do you want to move on to our usual corner of uh, sure, silly sure. questions and very serious answers? <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never serious. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And equally as valid. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Oscars. Well, <clears throat> it's not getting an Oscar for uh, the characters or the relationships, <laughs> as uh, as we have sort of established. That's not the best part of the film. Um, I still would, even though I sort of said that they were flawed, I would still like to give um, a Gordon for the special effects and the dinosaur models. Um, yes, they're not perfect, but I think their importance is not mm. to be undervalued. Oh, you definitely. know. The Lost World is not the most famous or even the best example mm. of this sort of special effects work. But the influence it has had on King Kong and even further down the line is not to be forgotten or you know, un- undervalued as I said mm. because it's it the, it was a really important film when it comes to that kind of special effects. Mm. Um you know, and and monster films in general, sort of the the type. It it almost not completely, but it almost was the establishing film for the monster genre. Mm. Uh, and I think we really need to 
give it credit for that yeah because it really deserves that yeah very very good <laughs> very good ah, very good gordon indeed um you s- summed up our emotions and thoughts on this movie <laughs> i think in a very nice yeah. way um yeah honor where honor is due or whatever the quote is um yeah so my gordon is gonna be for hmm let's how should i put it well let's say coziest cameo by an author and that is of course arthur conan doyle in the beginning of this movie sort of presents uh, the story yeah and i just forgot about that yeah, yeah and it's just such a curious little time capsule i think with with you know arthur c doyle the arthur c doyle sort of mm-hmm. sort of opening up the movie for the audience and i just think it's very cozy and it's very felt kind of british and cute even though this movie isn't english but um and well it's english but it's american so um yeah uh, that deserves gordon Oh, I yes, think. definitely. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a really nice yeah, scene in the beginning. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it's it's actually him. Yeah. How cool. And it's a in the mood as well, I think. So I I yeah, really like it. Yeah. 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 So And it, it does it does sort of enhance the feeling of it being this adventure story. Yes. You know. It, it might be a true story, it might be fiction, you don't know. Yeah. But you know, here's the story. Absolutely. And it's uh, yeah, it's cool. And mm. and not only that, I also think that it sort of makes you, you know, whether or not it's true, true or not, um, it makes you feel like this will be a faithful adaptation to the source material. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, so I can't speak on that, but it does make you feel that way. And that's also kind of mm-hmm. neat. But um, now I'm very curious to feel, to, feel <laughs> to see if you have uh, any double feature to recommend to go along with this <coughs> fantastic movie. Well, I kind of feel like this works as a double feature to almost any other monster film. Uh, but I think going with the ones I talked about earlier, you will get a nice sort of historical development of it all. So, you know, start mm. with Goes to Slumber Mountain. That's a short one. So, it, you know, you can watch, squeeze that in uh, when you have time. Um, and then watch The Lost World, followed by King Kong. Mm. Then you nice. know, for for later titles you can mix it up a bit. But you know, I mentioned Godzilla, I mentioned Q the Winged Serpent, and Jurassic Park. And I think if you watch all all of those, you will get a nice monster weekend. History, yeah, history <laughs> yeah. of yeah. monster films, kind Terrific, of. Yeah. Um, so I I would recommend that. Yeah. So it's a little bit more than a double feature, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a quadruple feature, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quintuple feature, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what to say it either. Yeah, funny because now, now you're like the the really classy menu on a very nice restaurant, coming with all your serious, <laughs> lovely suggestions here. While I'm gonna be the trashy fad food, fad food, fast food. Yes, it's the it's a word. Oh my god, why am I? My brain is melting. But I am the trashy fad, fat, fat. Oh my god! Oh my god! Y'all, I'm gonna keep this in. I'm not even gonna edit this out because you're hearing a brain meltdown as it happens. Okay. What I was trying to say is that I am the fast food, trashy version. So I'm gonna suggest you watch 
the absolutely ridiculous O1 series, The Lost World. It's on mm. Amazon. It's kind of trashy, but it's also kind of, you know, sometimes you just want something cozy that's from about the time when you were a child. And it just it just has that era, you know, it's like a square, square screen and everything just feels nice and it's a jungle and it just it's a it's a weird safe space uh, that you could unpack culturally i guess and just be like oh what is this but <laughs> sometimes that's what you want and i'm also going to suggest something equally trashy and that is the librarian 2 which is just a pile oh. of absolute horse shit <laughs> but i kind of love it because you you can just shut off your brain and go go you know do your hobby, if, if that is sewing something or painting a miniature or stabbing yourself in the foot, whatever it is, you can do that while watching The Librarian. <laughs> the librarian too, I should say. Uh, so uh, Yeah, I think I've seen that one. I don't remember yeah. exactly which one is number two. It I think doesn't I remember... matter. <laughs> That's the brilliance. <laughs> I think I remember the first one, actually, Librarian 1. Yeah. I kind of like that one in a sort of, oh, it's kind of silly yeah. way, but it's silly fun. It's way, like you know. it's like the outlet version of Nathan Drake and any other sort of mm. uh, adventurous archaeology character you could think of. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit like poor man's mummy. Yes, that's you know? what you say. Yeah, poor man's. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that, and sometimes that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> very true so yeah uh rounding this off with uh, the question if you think that this should be remade in 2020 and why so i don't think the lost world in particular should be remade uh, or readapted from the book because i kind of feel like this story where humans go out in some unknown wild nature somewhere and discovers and completely unknown fauna that has sort of passed its mm. prime mm. um we don't really do that because we, we we sort of have already discovered all there is to discover on earth well not no. everything but but the big things the yeah. most important things if there were dinosaurs on earth we would have found them by now yeah. so i don't really feel that the lost the, the lost world story in particular is one that should be told today. Mm. Um, but you can still take inspiration from it. And I kind of feel like the, the Jurassic World movies yeah. are still building on that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I think Jurassic World movies, that's enough. That, that's, you know, yeah, those are fine. I don't need anything else than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with you. So my, my f super fast uh, answer would just be a no uh, Except you can make The Lost World in space. I would oh, watch that. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I could be I could be buying tickets if that were in the <laughs> cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, dinosaurs or The Lost World in space, however you want to say it, will be there for it. Uh and I think uh, yeah, we're we're done with The Lost World. It's not lost to us anymore. It's very thoroughly <laughs> dug out yes. and, uh, yes. and uh, 
charted and everything. <laughs> um, so, listener, have you seen The Lost World from 1925? Or maybe you've seen some other Lost World adaptation. Or maybe you've seen Jurassic Park and just want to talk about that. Uh, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Starcrest Podcast, where you can share your thoughts. And also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, uh, if that's more your jam. And that's also Starcrest Podcast. And join us in two weeks as uh, we sit down and have what we're going to call Animated April. Yay. And we're going to talk about Rock and Rule from 1983. Excited. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.